Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, I saw the craziest documentary I've ever seen in my life last night. I also started experimenting with this crazy stuff I learned, I've been learning about in terms of cold showers. And oh, by the way, we're going to talk about some sports today as well. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Colter Nuanas, Krista Redpath in studio with you here uh, at the ESPN MT Studios at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Ton to get to today. I'm very excited about this show. We'll get it kicked off with around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops here in hour number one. Hour number two, we have the ESPN Roundtable. I can't tell you how excited I am for this interview and for this documentary. The film is Native Ball, and it's all about Malia Kipp, one of the great Native American basketball players in the history of the state of Montana. I already watched the trailer. I already started crying, so I don't even know if I'm able to make it through this interview. This is going to be awesome, though. Malia is here with us for hour number two, as is our great friend, and very talented filmmaker, Megan Harrington. Uh, the gal who made the the uh, the house that Rob built, now she's back for another Lady Grizz documentary at the debuts here at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival this week. So that'll be our ESPN Roundtable at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And then this sort of snuck up on us. The Big Sky Conference Indoor Track and Field Championship starts this weekend in Moscow. We heard from Duncan Hamilton, Montana State superstar, yesterday. We'll hear from Grizz track coach Doug Fraley uh, later on today. His first Big Sky Championship uh, as the new track coach there at the University of Montana. So it'll be fun uh, to catch up with Coach. And uh, we'll also have a ton of fun. I mean, we got lots of documentary film festival coverage for you throughout the rest of the week. So that's your show, Alec, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. Speaking of DocFest stuff... We had the pleasure of having Penny Lane, who's a phenomenally talented director, in studio with us here out on the trail a couple days ago. She has three films in this documentary film festival that are making the rounds. None of them are debuting here, but they've all been on the dock circuit for a little while, and uh, they're de- making their debuts here in Missoula. I went to one of them last night. It's just titled Nuts! Exclamation point. I don't even know how much I can actually talk about the details of this documentary on the radio. It was the craziest documentary, one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen. It's about this crazy quack doc who's doing, uh, let's say, organ implementation uh, in the nether region of men for a decade plus and making millions of dollars. Oh, by the way, he's marketing this on a 100 million watt radio station. I've never seen or heard anything like this. Uh, We went with uh, our guys in the back, Andrew Houghton and and, uh, Tommy Evans were both there, and we were jaw-dropped. We couldn't believe it, especially the radio angle. So uh, that's what makes this town cool, is having events like the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. So we're going to keep talking all about it. Also, I mentioned my cold shower. It's freezing outside, but I've been reading all about cold therapy. They say if you take, uh, do you do this? It's at all? all the rage for the high school kids. It, My all, son does it. He does. Yes. Okay, so here's the deal: you take a cold, as cold a shower as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can. I only last about two minutes today. He's up to five. Oh so my colder. gosh, that's amazing! I mean, truly though, it takes self discipline. I've only been doing this for uh, about four days, but it definitely improves your circulation. It makes, I mean, it clears your mind instantly. Talking about getting woke up, you don't need any caffeine. I promise you. Anyways, uh, that's just to only tell you that I'm going to be talking about this and probably complaining about this uh, moving forward. So it is, and that's cool though that they're doing this. See, this is what's crazy that's changed so much about high school and college sports. And you, as a former high school and college standout, 
you talk about all the time how much you guys love to play, and that's all you were doing. But you didn't. We didn't have all this no knowledge training. of what's going on, like from nutrition to training to conditioning to cold therapy, all this stuff. These kids have a lot of advantages going on right now. I know now. in Hellgate High School, Paul Cap. I mean, I have to give a shout out to him. He's amazing with strength coach. Yeah, and just training these kids, and it is phenomenal the opportunities they have. Well, very cool. Uh, let's get rolling on the sports side of things. Colter Nuanas, Krista Redpath in studio uh, here on. Uh, ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. You want to stream the show, you always can online, 1029ESPN.com. And you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. First and foremost, call right now because we got wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We got uh, 11 wings every 11 minutes all Wednesday long, each Wednesday here in February. So call that number right now, 406-888-1029. Also keep the texts coming in. For our Big Sky in Boise giveaway, we got a pass, a pair of passes to the Big Sky tournament a couple weeks uh, from now in Boise, Idaho. And we also uh, have a hotel room for you this year as well. So you got about, I don't know, 50 more minutes to enter. And uh, by the end of this first hour around the Big Sky and women's hoops, uh, we will uh, choose a winner. So very much looking forward to that. Around the Big Sky in women's hoops this week, once again, brought to you by Ryan and Miller Law. Paul Ryan, an expert in criminal defense and DUIs. He's won Missoula's top lawyer 13 different times. Angie Miller, she has a biology degree, so she's an expert when it comes to medical malpractice cases. And together, uh, they're your go-to for anything uh, that you possibly need in the legal world. Uh, They specialize in personal injury and criminal defense. They handle cases across the state of Montana, and their focus in specific areas of law ensures they're providing their clients with the best representation. The firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Uh, Let's take a look at the scores from last week. We did this, it was Wednesday last week, right? So we didn't have any Thursday games in last week. So last Thursday, uh, Idaho kept rolling. They got out one against Northern Colorado, 72-70. to Northern Arizona's women beat Eastern Washington, 61-55. Zach State, 66. Weber State, 52. And Idaho State, 59. Portland State, 43. It's so funny. On last week's outline, I said, this one could get ugly. And it was a defensive slugfest. And that's we're going to get to it in terms of the conference tournament and the contenders. But uh, that's what makes Idaho State a contender. This time of year, they can make it uh, a downright throwdown. And uh, it gives them an advantage when it comes to the tournament time. Saturday's scores, Northern Arizona, uh, 87. Idaho, 78. Sac State beats Idaho State 75-62. Eastern Washington beats Northern Colorado 57-53. Weber State gets their second league victory, 62-55 over Portland State. And then the game that we'll start our conversation with, Montana State outlasts Montana 75-73. Some um, platitudes coming off the Cat Grizz game. The group of Bobcat seniors, Darian White, Cole Badbear, and uh, Madison Jackson, they moved to 7-1 and finished their careers 7-1 against the Montana Lady Grizz. And the Cats won 12 out of the last 14 rivalry games. Uh, it was a really fun game, though. You were on the call, I thought, just from a pure basketball standpoint. And then also, given uh, how clunky the men's game was, too, I thought that this, the stars of the show were the girls on, on Saturday. I thought the, the women's basketball rivalry game was Unbelievably entertaining, really fun to watch. Well, what was really interesting about the game was almost identical to the game in Missoula, where Montana State won the first quarter, they were deadlocked in the second quarter, and then Montana State came out in the third quarter offensively and really um, surged as well as got key stops for Montana. And then Montana wins the fourth quarter, but just not enough. So Montana State had all the answers, and you're absolutely correct. I think Montana wanted to take... Darian out of her game, which, uh, you know, that it makes me almost chuckle a little bit just because she is a player that it's very challenging to take her out of her game. You you almost can't. I mean, well, and she's going to figure out real quick what they're giving you. And she did. And so um, Bad Bear and Deedon combined for the first 10 points right right out of the shoot. So. Darian read the defense and figured out that, hey, they're going to just play right behind. And she just popped the ball inside. And (laughs) those two just went to town. That's exactly right. I mean. Darian White said that on this show on Monday. She said, I recognized instantly Montana was going to play behind in the post. If you're going to play our post from behind, I'm going to throw the ball in there every single time, and I want them to shoot it every single time. You can even see her when she's playing. She'll she'll throw the ball inside and be like, shoot it. Go to work. Like She wants her teammates to get buckets right there, and uh, it's fun to watch. I thought that um, that was the number one storyline for me coming out of the game 
was just the feather in the cap for Montana State seniors. The fact that they now have yet another box checked off on their their awesome resume, 7-1 against the Lady Grizz and a sweep in their senior year. Darian White had a quiet 19, too, so you have to throw her in there. We talk about the bigs underneath, but really, um, Darian played a solid game, and they got contributions from multiple players, just a basket when they needed to. Caitlin Lamardo had five key points. Um, You also had Grace Beasley that came off the bench. Montana State just deep, and they utilize those weapons. We see this so often in rivalry games across the spectrum of sports. The teams that have the, the veteran group of seniors with either the most to play for and or just the most confidence within the rivalry, they have a lot of success. And we've seen it on both sides in the football rivalry. We saw it for so long with the Montana's dominance in the men's basketball rivalry. Same thing with the Lady Grizz. But that's where Montana State's at right now. They, they just have the upper hand in this rivalry. And they talked about it in the postgame press conference. Trisha Binford said this is a mentality. We know that this is a very meaningful thing in this state, and we put a high priority on it. So uh, impressive for them. Uh, to put a cap on it like they did in the rivalry. On the Montana side of things, and this was actually my takeaway for the Grizz for both men's and women's basketball coming out of the rivalry. They lost both games. But I think I can officially with confidence say that I think both Montana squads are legitimate contenders going into the Big Sky Conference tournament. Both these teams are very good, and Montana State is just very good. And so to lose to Montana State, that's okay. Like, I thought both Grizz teams over the last month have really turned a corner. There, There's nothing to be ashamed of. I think each one of them, if they continue playing their best basketball, could certainly be a, a threat in Boise. Well, I think that's what you're trying to do now here is these teams come down into the final stretch of play this last week with a few Monday games as you want to be peaking and playing your best basketball. So I think you just nailed it, Coulter. I do think there's some bright spots for Montana. You see that freshman guard play. Libby Stump comes off the bench with 20. Matt Coning again with 15. These were the two leaders in the first Bobcat Grizz, so they gave him yeah. a, a good look. Gina Markson also had a pretty good game off the ball. I thought she shot nicely. But they got out-rebounded. They had some key turnovers. And the other stat that really stands out to me is fast break points. Montana State got 14. They yeah. just took advantage of Montana being on their heels just a little bit. And those key points just really affected the swing of the game. The, the Lady Grizz freshmen are so unbelievably fun to watch. It's going to be unbelievable to see if they can maintain their level of courageousness and aggressiveness. But... I mean, Libby's stuff is truly... I'm not saying she's the best player I've ever seen. She's truly like no player I've ever seen, though. She only has a couple moves, or maybe she has a ton of moves. She only needs a couple moves to get to her spot. Like, when she goes on that ISO left on the dribble to her left and shoots that pull-up jump shot, I mean, that's automatic. She's going to score so many points by the time her college career is done. And I think defensively is where they've had to really learn. That's right. Because that's where the struggle's been. I think offensively, you know, we're all offensive players when we're in high school. (laughs) Yeah, right. So we all come in. And so I I look at Montana. They do give up, you know, 68 points a game. And I think that's just been kind of the Achilles heel for this team is just being able to get defensive stops and maybe read defenses and make adjustments. Brian Holsinger, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas, Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach. Uh, he was asked a question about uh, the success that switching up the starting lineup has brought Montana, but also if he planned another lineup switch. The implication there was, are you ready to put Libby Stump in the starting lineup? He kind of pushed back on that because I actually think that the way they're using Stump right now is brilliant. She's getting 18 to 20 minutes a game. When she's in the game, you're an offensive focal point. Go to town. Shoot your shot. It's pretty predictable what she's going to do off the bench. A hundred percent. That's right. And, and then you don't have to worry about her absorbing a defensive game plan and playing 30 minutes of hard defense. You can kind of hide her on defense a little bit and just have her be the offensive engine that she is. Well, and I also look at Coach Binford with making her starting lineup change of bringing a player like Leah Beatty off the bench. Um, she also thinks that giving Leah a chance to um, check the landscape of the game and understand what kind of impact she can make coming off the bench. Um, sometimes there's players that are pure shooters that just do a little bit better job coming in after the game tempo has been. No question. Um, kind of has already been determined. Uh, we've seen that throughout all levels of basketball. Uh, the art of being a sixth man or a top reserve is is certainly one uh, that still has a huge role in modern-day basketball. I thought the other striking parts about this uh, game, the women's game, Montana State, a 75-73 win over Montana. Cola Badbury just continues to just put a smile on my face. She's She's just such a great player, but she also just has such a great sense of the moment. Yeah, I, I, the last couple of years, I haven't been able to make it over to Bozeman as often as I want to. 
But every game I've covered Cola Badbury in has been a big game, and she's played well in almost every single one of those games. She's such a good big game player, and that was again the case this weekend. She's the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. I was glad to see that she got that nod. Me Montana too. State just not really in the mix for those awards because they're so spread, and they usually give them out to players that have the most individual accolades. But I did get a chance to go over and watch Montana State practice. I spent the day over there on Friday, um, and I agree. Cola Badbury, just a leader in all avenues, and her, her smile lights up a room. And we've talked a lot about No More Stolen Sisters and what she's done just with campus advocacy and being a leader. But on the floor, she really led and she set the tone. And that's what you want out of a veteran senior leader. The last thought I had coming out of the Cat Grizz women's game was that it will not surprise me if we see these two teams play again because I think that both teams could certainly make noise in the tournament. I don't know how the draw is going to work out after the regular season's finished. There might not be a scenario in which they play unless it's in the championship or, or whatever. All I'm saying is I think that I, we watched, it, it, from everything that I've seen, I thought we watched two of the best teams in the league on, on Saturday. And I know Montana, there's still a large gap for them to catch Montana State in this exact moment, but I still think that this is a Lady Grizz team that has so much firepower they could absolutely make noise in Boise. Well, they could finish as high as number two. A lot of things would have to happen, or as low as number eight. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> there's a lot that's going to happen this weekend. And, um, and, 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 everybody, and here's the other caveat here. Everybody in the league, everybody in the conference, you've heard co- coaches all year, Bemoan the three out of five. When the three games in five days is on your schedule, it's tough sledding. Well, guess what? There's no disadvantage this week. Every single team in the Big Sky, men's and women's, has three games in five days. So there's a lot to be determined. Walter, that's not true. NAU and Eastern. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So those are the two. I had to correct you. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And where that comes into play is NAU has UNC and Weber, which are the bottom two teams. And that's all they have. So when looking at where they're at, Um, That's going to get real interesting because if Montana State does clinch and they are co-champions, they will be the number one seed, NAU, because they've swept the Cats. So that's just one thing that our listeners and viewers should take into consideration. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, presented this week by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller, they truly care about their clients and this community. It's important to their firm that they can help local Montanans and our surrounding communities here in the Treasure State. Every year they find ways to give back to our community and uh, support the community as well. Uh, Chris, I know you've been involved with uh, Paul Ryan specifically for a long time, been friends with him forever, and uh, he is such a great uh, philanthropist in, in, in Missoula. He's always doing such great things to give back to the community. I mean, specifically, I don't think there's actually been a cause that I haven't gone to Paul and had him donate, but he has been so um, generous to Hellgate football, which is dear to my heart. I'm the night link, so I do a lot of volunteer work for yeah. Hellgate football, and he was um, just really instrumental in um, supporting us and giving us the financial support. And I think you could get on the website and look at over 100 organizations um, that he has been a part of. And he just looks at it as every person in the community is connected and that he owes that to the community and feels like he's just a really strong member of a wonderful place to live. Uh, any final thoughts on the rivalry game before we just get into more broadly about the, the Big Sky Conference race as a whole around the Big Sky Women's Well, it hoops? was a pretty exciting atmosphere in the Brick. It was. 3,400 fans. Montana had them just by about 100 here in Dahlberg. But the Brick was really fun. And I thought that Bozeman was just um, on fire this weekend. I mean, I spent the whole weekend in downtown Bozeman yeah. and did some shopping. and It um, really is on fire, isn't yes, it? it uh, is. You can feel it. The energy is palpable. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know... A lot of us native Montanans have have had a hard time with the influx of people finding what we hold so dear and moving here and stuff. But there's a lot of great parts about it, too. And, I mean, for a small city, just downtown Bozeman being there, it, it was. It's hustling. It's bustling. You can feel it. And Missoula has such a vibrant downtown scene as well. But it, it's very cool that you have these... these uh, sort of similarities in the two college towns. But you could feel it for sure uh, all weekend in Bozeman. Let's talk about the rest of the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Montana State, they are closing in on clinching, but they still have a lot of work to do to actually finally do that, uh, to get that number one seed. Uh, Your primary other contenders that are still pushing Montana State are the Lady Grizz, as well as um, Sacramento State, Northern Arizona. And then you have an Idaho team that's been climbing, even though they're only in the middle of the standings right now. Uh, and, and that's what that's I guess the point that I'm making is I think as we, the Big Sky Conference tournament rapidly approaches, there's not a team in the league that you couldn't convince me could win a game in the tournament. Weber State just disproved that they're not the downtrodden completely. They beat Portland State this last weekend, so 
I think any of the 10 teams could win a game in the tournament, but I also think that there's probably about half the league that actually truly harbors true threats to win the tournament, and that's an impressive thing. And even Weber State won a game last year, you know, as a 10 seed. For sure, right, they beat Sac State. So, I mean, I do think that the way the tournament is set up, um, it definitely allows teams that are playing their best basketball um, to benefit from that style of tournament play. I won't make you handicap it now. We'll save it for when we actually know the seeds. But do you agree that Montana State, Montana, Idaho, Sac State, NAU, all of them, if they're playing well, could definitely go make a run in this tournament? I, I think so. I mean, you, you have to give credit to John Newley and sure. even Coach Soboleski. I mean, they're veteran coaches in the league. They've been now in eight neutral site, excuse me, seven neutral site tournaments. Right. Um, and they've done well. Um, and they've been in the mix every year, even Idaho last year. We didn't think they were going to really be there, and they were. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think so. I think Montana State has clearly been the team, to me, that has been able to show the most consistency throughout mm-hmm. the season. I mean, but they've been swept by NAU. So that's sure. the other thing. You look at the number two team, um, and NAU has swept Montana State. They've also swept Sac State. So when you look at our one, two, and three, that's just interesting. But, yeah, I agree with your assessment, Coulter. When it comes to the Idaho schools, they play each other on Thursday. I think it's a big-time game for sure. And the University of Idaho, they've won five out of seven. It was five out of six before they fell at Northern Arizona on Saturday. So uh, they're playing better basketball for sure. And uh, it was fun catching up with John Newley earlier this week. He joined uh, myself and Andrew Houghton, but this is part of that interview uh, from earlier on. Well, around the Big Sky, women's hoops rolls on, and each week we check in with various basketball programs from around the Big Sky Conference. We go down to Moscow, Idaho. Welcome in John Newley, 15th year head coach there for the Idaho Vandals. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Hey, doing good today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, first of all, just take us through your season, especially when it comes to just the scope of the conference season. You guys got off to a great start and then hit a little bit of a skid, but been playing really well these last couple of weeks. So uh, what's been the turning point for your team? What have you thought of uh, just the way you guys have navigated the league slate so far? Well, certainly uh, up and down, like you said, we had got off to that great start sweeping the Montanas at home and then six game skid, you know, um, I just feel like uh, what's turned it around is our freshmen. I'm playing four freshmen in my top eight and you know, they're just learning their way around the league and, and really trying to find their way. And I think that's gone better. We made a little change in the starting lineup and inserted Brooke Malone. And I think, you know, she's really come on the last month and, and been playing a lot better, giving us uh, some more uh, rebounding that I think that we were lacking. I, I really feel like rebounding has been our Achilles heel and it's something we really got to work on, keep people off the glass. But again, it's been, it's been up and down, but, you know, tight games, tough games. Just I feel like some games we just weren't making shots and we had – wide open looks and we just weren't making them. So we, uh, we emphasized that in practice, went back to the drawing board kind of with uh, some more of that. And I think, um, you know, our offense has been flowing much better. I think our communication's gotten a lot better and, uh, and consequently uh, we we're playing better now. The style you guys play wide open, up and down, want to shoot a lot of threes. So how important is it to kind of have one of those dirty work type players to go get the rebounds for you? You guys have had some great ones like the Clinker Sisters and, uh, you know, just go down the line. I mean, what? how important is that just kind of the style Idaho likes to play? Uh, yeah, you can't have everybody out there bombing away, right? It's uh, <laughs> right. Somebody's got to get in there and, uh, and get the rebounds. You know, Beyonce kind of does all of that for us too, but that's where what Brooke has given us. You know, really good defense. She's very long. She's a tough kid and can really get in there and, uh, and muck it up on the glass. So that's, I think, has been a huge factor. And absolutely, you, you got to have one or two of those for sure. You've never been scared to play freshman, but in your mind, when uh, what is the biggest learning curve for a freshman? I mean, when does it start to click, and what are the most difficult parts about uh, diving into the big sky? Well, I think the physicality of the league, um, even though I try to schedule, you know, pretty physical teams, power fives and all that in the non-conference, they kind of get them ready. But I think, um, you know, the nerves get to them when the league stuff starts and understand the importance of it. So you got to get over that hurdle first. You know, they're not familiar with the teams like the like the older kids are and then the personnel on some of the other teams. So that learning curve is a lot steeper for the freshmen than it would be for, uh, you know, even a sophomore, but certainly for the juniors and seniors who have been around for a while. So I, they got to learn that, I think, the, the personnel. And then just get through the fact that we play, you just play so many more games at this level that you do in high school and the intensity of practice and the games is ramped up so much more than their high school so I think that has to happen. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, 
here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, John Newley, head coach of the Idaho women's basketball team, joining us. Coach, I want to ask you about Beyonce. I know you, you brought her up. It's kind of crazy to think how fast the time's gone. There's a couple gals in the league that, you know, it seems like they were freshmen yesterday, and it seemed like they've been around forever. But, I mean, Beyonce's coaching her throughout this time. What's it been like? How have you seen her grow? It's been unbelievable, really, to uh, to see where she started and where she is now. You know, I, I always I saw this in her, um, and I, I probably haven't recruited anybody as hard as I recruited Beyonce. It's certainly up there with all the greats that I've had in, in this program, just because I thought she could become the player that she has. But, you know, it's a credit to her. She, she, works, she works her tail off all summer long in the fall, you know. She just never stops working, um, even now, taking extra shots, working on her game. And she's just very smart, too. You know, I don't people don't understand that she has a really high basketball IQ. And that's really that's really helped her as well. But uh, the, the things she's doing now are are, uh, to me, really unbelievable right up there with uh, the greats that, that I've had in, in our program, for sure. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, John Newley joining us, Idaho head basketball coach what do you hope to see from your team these last couple games now we're approaching Boise so it's always an interesting situation here these last couple weeks you're jockeying for position trying to play your way into a seat but more than anything and as your team has shown throughout the years playing your best basketball when it comes to the tournament is the most important thing so what do you think of just the stretch run for you guys here and uh, how do you hope your team is playing as you get into Boise well, that's what I'm hoping we continue the way we've been playing. You know, this last month, I think we've really come together, really had a good flow going offensively. I think defensively, we've really stepped things up and we've really improved our rebounding. So I'm hoping for these last three games that we, that we keep that going and and actually just basically keep improving, I think, defensively in our defensive communication. Because I feel like when we're talking and we're communicating, following the game plan, we, we're, we're at our best. I just hope we can continue kind of this, kind of this, I, I won't say streak, I mean, because we just lost, but uh, we also play pretty well up there, um, you know, in the elevation. And I, and I think if we can continue the way we played the last three weeks, uh, I'll be really happy getting in, going into Boise. Last thing for you then, as everybody listens to this on a Wednesday, Thursday, Battle for the Domes in Moscow, Idaho State coming to town, take on Idaho. I mean, everybody knows the style, right, Coach? Idaho State, they like to get down and dirty. They're a really, really, really tough team. They're going to try to make it ugly, and they love playing like that. What do you think of the matchup? How, how does the matchup go when it comes to sort of the contrasting styles between your team and their team? Well, like you said, it's it's uh, it's night and day, right? Uh, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to play pure basketball. These guys are playing WWE you know, doing and like do everything they certainly can to, to stop things and stop you in your tracks, um, what you're doing and, and play slower and everything else. So, um, you know, but I think that's where it comes down to we, us getting stops, being able to get out in space and, and play the way we want to play. Because if you continually get into a half court grind with Idaho State, uh, it can be a tough sledding at times with them. And, you know, depending on, of course, how, how it's called. That's uh, a lot of times how the game goes, without a doubt. And I think I don't think I get in trouble for saying that, right? I'm all right. <laughs> of course not, exactly. <laughs> Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, John Newley, Idaho head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, best of luck this weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you at Boise, but thanks for taking a minute. All right, man. Thanks for having me. There you go, John Dooley around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Colter Duanas. John Dooley, the head coach of the Idaho Vandals. And uh, he never pulls punches. He never holds back when he's giving his thoughts. He worked at Idaho State for a long time. He laid the groundwork there and was very, very good there. And uh, now at the University of Idaho, he's been excellent as well. And uh, not a lot of love lost between rivals, let's he's just say that. He's earned the right to use those types of words. That's I don't right. know if we can necessarily <laughs> use right. some That's of that right. terminology on the air, but he can. Hey, uh, I love I love John Newley. I think he's a phenomenal basketball coach. The consistency of their program is so impressive. They are always one of my favorite teams to watch when we go to these neutral site tournaments. And uh, you gotta love a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve, man. He, he's he's as honest as it gets, and uh, I love it. Do it. Uh, it's a Wednesday, and it's our 11th anniversary. So we got 11 wings every 11 minutes, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. First two callers here. Uh, 406-888-1029. The first two people to get through. So keep calling. 888-1029. First two people. We got 11 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We'll be doing it every 11 minutes. It's hard to kind of keep on the actual pace. So basically, we're going to give you 99 wings today. Nine sets of 11 wings throughout the rest of this Wednesday show as part of our 11th anniversary celebration. Thanks to the Despo for their continued support of us here at ESPN Radio. More on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops right after this. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana's here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit Skyline Sports mt.com and subscribe for only eight dollars a month or ninety dollars a year skyline sports mt.com every day every season One, two, three. Line is now on espn radio on uh sunday when we got home from bozeman uh my girlfriend says we should watch something that's not sports. Let's like wind down and watch a movie. I say, okay, whatever you want. You can pick whatever you want. So she throws on A Star is Born. I've never seen this movie before. Uh, what? I mean, what a movie. I couldn't even believe it. It was so well done. It was so good. I was crying at the end. I was just like, what, what did you even make me do? It was like an mo- emotional roller coaster. Wow, look at what she's getting you to do. Because I, I have asked you about different movies and series, <laughs> and you're like, Krista, I don't watch any of that. I, I only watch sports. I know. Hilarious. Have you seen A Star is Born? What yes, a, good a good film. Yeah, so anyways, I'm stuck on the Bradley Cooper. I, it's not even that I particularly think it's that awesome. It is pretty good. Lady Gaga's amazing. Uh, Lady Gaga's amazing. I can't get over that Bradley Cooper taught himself to sing well enough to like have songs on Spotify. It's amazing. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops here uh, on Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Call us again, 406-888-1029 for more wings. 11 wings every 11 minutes, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Call right now, 888-1029. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with us is presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan Miller, your Montana attorneys. Uh, the news of the week, Krista, Carmen G. Filler, a 1,000-point scorer at Montana, uh, is returning yet again for a sixth year. So uh, the never-ending, endless eligibility uh, is it's crazy. It's crazy that we're still living in the it, COVID It's times. crazy. But regardless, I, I don't want to have a debate about that as much as just uh, this is probably a good thing for the Lady Grizz. I mean, she's a, one of their most talented players. She has been for the last four years. Well, I think if you're Coach Holsinger, anytime you can get a player to come back that has played that many minutes um, and given um, so much to a program, a veteran leader, I think that Carmen this year, her season was cut short early. She didn't get to play the first part of the season and so I think there's just some unanswered business and she's just interested in coming back and I know Coach Holsinger is very thrilled with that. We talked about Idaho, Idaho State. I did that sort of out of order uh, but the last point from the, our broad conversation about uh, the Big Sky Conference before we get to some of the uh, stretch run questions particularly for the, the uh, Lady Grizz and Montana State is NAU is a fascinating study because when I saw them in Montana, when they were here in Missoula and, and when they were in Bozeman, they looked such like an up-tempo, offensive-oriented team. They pushed the ball. The way that they pushed the ball against the Cats is why they swept the Cats. But then they've also found these games, ways to win when the games are in the 50s and the 60s. So, I mean, this last weekend perfectly sums up the ways that NAU knows how to win. They won one game 61-55, and they win the other one 87-78. So, uh, sometimes they're an offensive team, sometimes they're a defensive team, but... Uh, they're definitely uh, a contender in the big sky. Well, I've been keeping my eye on them just with losing Montana Ultrigi, um, and and that's just such a big loss for them. However, Olivia Moran has in- inserted into the starting lineup. We know she's the twin, Tanaya. Um, so you can look around and see a Moran sister on the floor. Um, but she's really come on strong and given them a nice look offensively and defensively. She's agile, athletic. Um, the last uh, two games, she's had 20 points and 10 points and six rebounds. And so I've, I've just been paying attention to them because you just don't know if you lose a star like Montana Ultrigi that's been a huge part of the success and the wins thus far, if that's going to affect your ability down the stretch. And so far, NAU winning um, the last three out of four, a thrilling overtime win against Sac State, dropping to Portland State, but then getting the sweep at home against Eastern and Idaho. You know, and then they finish out. They have UNC at home and Weber on the road. So they have a pretty good look to be right in the mix. Number one, number two. I'm going to be honest. If Montana State really slips up, and sure. there's no guarantees. They beat SAC by one point yep. in the last outing. And so 
Montana State's going to have to, you know, go on the road and face two tough teams. It would be an amazing accomplishment for Lori Payne and, and her coaching staff if Northern Arizona was to truly win the league. I thought when they took that job over, that was one of the most challenging jobs uh, that we've seen in the Big Sky. In women's hoops, for sure. I mean, they had a lot of uphill to overcome. They had not been very good for a really long time. Not a ton of support. And uh, she's done a great job uh, turning that thing around. John Newley, who we heard from earlier in around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, he was kind enough to grant us uh, an interview that wasn't for the radio as well uh, as part of our Big Sky Conference Tournament Feature Series. So we will have a package of 10 feature stories, SkylineSportsMT.com, five for the men's tournament, five for the women's tournament. Uh, I'm writing five. Andrew's writing five. I don't know if that math is even right, but... We have a whole bunch of features coming out, SkylineSportsMT.com. One of them is about Regan Skank, and John Newley told me that he thought she was one of the most improved players he's seen in the Big Sky Conference uh, during his time. Uh, just how much she's gone from a precocious freshman who was a high-energy player to now uh, one of the dominant point guards uh, in the Big Sky Conference. Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops is presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller truly care about their clients and this community It's important to the firm that they can help local Montanans and our surrounding communities in the Treasure State. Every year they find ways to give back to their community and to support the community. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. All right, let's talk about the stretch run here for the Montana schools. Uh, First of all, just from a pure logistics standpoint, this upcoming weekend is going to be very challenging for both Montana and Montana State because not only do they have to play three games in five days, but they got to go on the road for the West Coast swing, Sac State and Portland State, respectively. And then they got to come back home and play their senior nights, respectively, but on a Monday and against tough opponents as well. So, I mean, just from a pure logistics and travel standpoint, this is going to be tough on the Montana schools going into the tournament like this. And I think that everyone's had their chance to have the Monday games, and so it's, it falls for different teams. I do think it's going to be challenging. I will say that this, Coulter, um, the tournament is not going to start until Friday. Um, and so our Saturday, excuse me, Saturday. So when right. you finish on Monday, um, you have more of a break. That's right. Years past, um, conference play is finished on Friday or even as late as Saturday, and the tournament is started on Monday. And some of those so teams some that recovery. get buys even get an extra day uh, than that as well. So yes. um, d- d- it, it, there is some recovery there for sure. I guess the thing that I think is maybe uh, the most <laughs> disappointing is the wrong word, but it's just to me it's kind of unfortunate that Montana that Montana Montana State have their senior nights on a Monday. Like I hope people come out for it. Um, it's particularly sad for the Montana State gals because th- those gals are some of the best athletes the school's had over the last 10 years. I would argue Darian White's one of the greatest athletes in the history of Montana State. And so, you know, and, and maybe the crowd will be great. I, hope I think it, they're going to show. They've been, yeah, they, they've been really been, They've been showing for sure. I, I, it would just be, like, awesome, though. Like, if the crowd on Saturday was just their senior night as well, that just would have been great. That just would have been so cool for them. I don't think Montana State could have packed more in. They featured the 1993 sure. team. They had Katie Bussey going to the Hall of Fame the night before. I mean, there were so many things going on during that game. Um, I don't think they could fit it in, but I agree. It's it's time to honor those players on both both teams for Montana and Montana State. So I, I, I know that um, it's still up for debate whether, and this was actually something, somebody asked us on the podcast about Cola Badbear and Darian White, and um, we had talked about how we thought that their careers were winding down, but now there's maybe an opportunity for them to come back. I've heard Madison Jackson is definitely moving on. I don't know. Can you tell us anything on this? Do we know? Well, I had conversations with all three, actually, sure. at yeah. practice. Yeah. Um, and I think that they were very elusive and just kind right. of non-committal. Um, I do think that Madison Jackson wants to become an art teacher, and so she made it pretty clear that she's, she's, engaged she's and, ready to yeah. yeah, she's engaged and ready to move on. But I could not get an answer out of the other two. And yeah. I didn't put them on the spot, but sure. Coach Binford, as we were walking away, was like, hey, we'll see about that. Sure, um, right. She'd obviously love to have them back. But there's also a reason why basketball is a certain amount of time. I look at five years playing here for the Lady Grizz. You're, you're ready to move move to the next phase of your life. So you can't hold that against them, that some players just want to continue and their body allows. A player like Cola Badbear, I mean, she's been through a lot physically. For sure. um, As well. And and so you got to look at some of that and think that maybe that comes into um, play when you're making that decision. And how about for Montana? Do we know who's going to be celebrating senior night? Sammy Fatkin, for sure, uh, because she's had... A senior night already, so I, I'm quite certain that that's going to be it. That's and, it. and that's it, right? Because Carmen yes. G. Feller was the other senior that was mm-hmm. maybe going to be celebrated. But Gina Markson has the extra year because extra year. of, yeah, okay. So, uh, interesting. So, uh, regardless, uh, cool to honor these young ladies. If you have an opportunity, go out to the games in Missoula and Bozeman, even though it's on a Monday, uh, and celebrate them on their home court one last time. Uh, when it comes down to the stretch run for uh, the Montana schools, 
I think that Montana State remains so interesting because I th- it, there's an interesting to me that there's such a parallel between the men and the women for the Cats. Both teams were expected to be the best in the big sky. Both teams were the defending tournament champions. Both teams have played with the target on their backs. Both teams have found ways to scratch out wins for the duration of the season. The Montana State women are in first place. The Bobcat men are in second place. Um, Yet still, both teams have a lot left before they peak, and that's a testament to their talent. I do think, though, we saw for moments in time, like the end of the third quarter and early fourth quarter in in Bozeman, that was Montana State operating at its highest powers, and it showed you just how good they can be. But I think that, to me, is the key for the Cats. Can they build some momentum, carry some momentum uh, into the Big Sky Tournament, and then peak at the right time? Well, I think that Coach Binford made it very clear that um, she wants to keep fresh legs on the floor all the time, and that's going to be her game plan, and that she's hoping that they can weather a poor shooting um, night by one player or foul trouble by another player. Um, It shouldn't take them down with as many players as she she utilizes, 8 to 10. And I think that that's going to be her game plan. And you really can't question her because last year they went all the way with that system and won the championship. So I do think that you got to look at playing your best basketball. Obviously, this next week is really critical to see how all these teams end. But heading into Boise, it just starts over. And the way that this is set up is not any way like it was set up when I was a player. For sure. We were just top six teams. We were set up at home. Um, And we still had to win it. And it's not taking away from any of those wins. But now it's it's just it's it's like it starts over. The, we used to call it the Road to Reno. It's it's right. like the same thing for Boise, yep. and um, we're a one bid league. So I struggle sometimes with that culture in just that you want to send your best team for sure, and not necessarily you know. And the way they, this sets up is just to have the best tournament team. That's right. Um, and so you know you want to represent the big sky. We've had though I think especially out of the women's league I think that we've had the best team go to the NCAA tournament most of the time. Like you look at those Northern Colorado teams that went. Yeah. You look at Montana State, who, who's gone for sure. Portland State was the year that the Splash Sisters went cold. And yeah, they had, yep. um, and that, and that, that, I mean, that was a devastating Pierce. loss just in terms of the arc of the history of the league. Because I remember I wrote this like 3,000-word story on Michaela Friends and Taylor Pierce and how great shooters they were and you know how transcendent they were in college basketball. And then it was just so unbelievably brutal to watch these gals that had shot their way to so much success both just go cold against Portland State's zone and lose. And it, it was a little bit unfortunate, but uh, I agree with you. There is a lot of a give and take when it comes to the Big Sky Tournament. How about the Lady Grizz? What do you want to see out of the Lady Grizz, or, or what are the keys for Montana to be playing their best basketball going to the tournament? I think consistency for them, finding consistent offensive output, but it starts on the defensive end. I think they've got to get more consistent on the defensive end as well. And I do think that this year they're going to be put to the test this weekend against a, a good Sac State and Portland State team, and they're just going to have to be playing at a high level. And when Montana is clicking and they are finding shooters, I do think Matt Koning moving Gina Markson off ball. We've yeah. seen her really stroke it much better um, at that two-guard position. Yep. I think that it's just going to be critical that they're firing on all cylinders um, on both ends. Of the I think, uh, this is not to put a ton of pressure on a young lady, but I do think that Matt Koning is the absolute key for the Lady Grizz now down the stretch and into the tournament. And it's going to be so interesting to see how she handles the bright lights of the tournament, but also some of the matchups that might be the draw for the Lady Grizz. If they can get anything going, there's, there's scenarios where she's going heads up with Regan, Regan Skinnick or heads up with Darian White or heads up with Kalasia Dean. And uh, she has shown that she is fearless, but that's a really tough task in a tournament scenario against you know a veteran senior uh, who's been there so many different times, especially for a rookie like her. Nuwana Zdow, ESPN Radio, around the big sky in women's hoops. Crystal Redpath uh, in studio with me, Colton Nuance. All right, last question on uh, the stretch run for these teams before we talk about the games coming up this upcoming weekend. Um, what constitutes, in your mind, success for the Lady Grizz this season? Is just getting a bye good enough, or do we have to wait and see until they make noise in the tournament? What constitutes success for a team that was you know, preseason number two but also playing a lot of young players? Well, in my mind, success is just simple. You win, win the championship. Sure, successful. Right. If you don't win the championship, you're not successful. So I think I have a pretty black and white. Totally. Um, and that's, I'll look on that, and, and, and you, that might you, be a little bit harsh. No, for sure, um, for sure. So Especially I, if you're the Montana schools. That's the expectation you got to have. I mean, there's, what, 31 banners hanging at Dahlberg Arena for yeah, a reason? I mean, that's I, the expectation at Montana. I think that looking at um, the way this tournament is set up, I think if you're Montana, you really want to get one of those top six seeds because the first day is the 9-10 and the 7-8. And then they play the number one and number two seed on Sunday. So Monday will be then the four, five, and the three, six. 
Um, and those four or five games are always really tough. I mean, last year, we know, NAU, Montana. For sure. Um, and so I, I think you want to finish in one of those top six seeds. Um, and you, you just got to be playing your best basketball. But to me, success is defined by winning a championship. I love it. Black and, that, and white. And that's exactly as it should be. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio, Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller uh, can help you if you've been in a car accident. They helped you, I know. Uh, and uh, just tell people just the, how, how they uh, sort of helped ease your, your mind when you well, got in really that accident. it's really scary. I got hit with my son Oliver in the car. And um, Paul, obviously a really good friend, but just led me through that whole process. And um, just it just did a great job explaining it to me and helping me through it. And just their firm from start to finish for whoever even handles phone calls to their paralegals, to their attorneys. They all um, just do a really good job. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops will preview this weekend's games next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I've been rocking it ever. I can't believe I hadn't ever heard that song. My dad's best friend, Bob Simonson. If by chance you're listening, Bob, what's up, man? Good, to, good to uh, know that you're listening and following along. He uh, loves rock and roll music, and we used to always rock the Warren Zevon. And I can't believe I had never heard that song. And then I called Bob as soon as I heard it on the trail. And he's like, you must have not been paying attention. I play that song all the time. So, anyways, thanks for the music influence, Bobo. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops here uh, on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Presented this week by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller have over 42 years of law experience. They approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures they are always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get their clients the justice they deserve. Best way to reach them is by phone, 406-542-2233. That's 406-542-2233, available 24-7, and there's always a live person there to talk to, Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Keep the calls coming in, 888 11 wings every 11 minutes, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Uh, all right, Krista, Krista Redpath in studio with me, by the way, our uh, Big Sky Conference women's basketball analyst. Here's a look at the games for this upcoming weekend. Three games in five days for almost everybody in the league uh, in women's basketball. Montana State plays at Portland State tomorrow night. Montana State is at Sac State. It's a huge game. Come back to that in a minute. Weaver's at Eastern Washington. Idaho State is at Idaho in the Battle of the Domes. Northern Colorado at Northern Arizona on Saturday. Montana at Sac. Montana State at Portland State. Idaho State at Eastern Washington. Weber State at Idaho. And then on Monday, NAU's at Weber. Idaho's at Montana. Northern Colorado at Idaho State. Eastern Washington at Montana State. And Portland State at at Sac State. Wow, a lot of games to get through here in the last uh, weekend of Big Sac Conference play. I'm pretty excited for the Portland State-Montana game. I do look at Portland State. They live and die by that zone defense. That's right. And Montana lit it uh, first time around 88 points. Um, but I still really love the play of Esmeralda Morales and Jada Lewis. I've talked about those two on the air this year quite a bit. Um, I do think that when they can click offensively, Portland State can really put up a battle with just about anybody in the conference. You know, they've had some really nice wins. They've had a couple of good stretches, um, three games where they beat Eastern, UNC, and NAU. Um, they've had a couple tough losses as of late. Um, but I think that's going to be a fun game. It's definitely going to be a fun game. The Montana State game at Sac State is also a big one as Ooh, well. Big, big. It's big because Montana State's going to have to go earn this thing if they want to hang are. a banner. They're going to have to. They're going to have to find a way, probably, to win two out of three, if not all three. And they're have one of the toughest schedules coming down the stretch because Sac State's one of the biggest contenders in the league, and then playing. Idaho, I mean, that's a rivalry within itself. John Newley and Trisha Binford going uh, squaring off is, is always classic. So uh, Cats are going to have to earn it if they want to hang a banner. And Sac State, I mean, obviously led by Kalasia Dean, co-player of the week. Again, um, how many yeah, she have? I mean, Five, yeah, six? I mean, has, a lot. 
She had 29 over ISU, 19 um, over the win at Weber, two of her last games. She's had 10 assists per game. So that's the other big stat that I look at, Coulter, is she makes those players around her better. Katie Penawena back in the lineup. Isnel Natabo. Um, I just look at the way Sac State multiple weapons. And so they're certainly not going to lay, o- lay, o- lay over and just let, um, you know, lay down and let Montana State have their way. And they're going to, you, like you said, they're going to have to earn it. Whoever's playing well this weekend will take momentum into the tournament. We have one more of these before the tournament begins. So we'll be back with one last in-season episode around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, and then we'll be into the Big Sky Conference tournament. While we're in Boise, by the way, uh, the tournament starts on Saturday this year, ends on a Wednesday. So we'll be in town. We'll have Nuanas now live from Boise Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Krista will join us on Monday and Tuesday, and then we'll wrap up the whole season of Big Sky Conference Hoops on Thursday. So uh, plan for that when we get back from Boise on March 9th. She'll be in studio here with us uh, at ESPN uh, Missoula. Anything else to add about the league this week? I'm just, I'm pretty excited to see how this all unfolds. Obviously excited to call the tournament next week and get down to Boise. Um, I just think there's so many dynamics that come into play with personnel and teams peaking at the right time. It's just, it's really fun time of year, Coulter, for college basketball. And keep the entries coming in. I'm going to give you until the end of the next commercial break. So we'll do this for about half an hour more. 406-888-1029. Text it, or you can hit us up on Twitter. Facebook, whatever, any of the social media channels, send us a message, Big Sky in Boise. We got two tickets for you, plus a hotel. Our Big Sky Conference uh, ticket giveaway presented by Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Keep the text coming in. We got a bunch of them. We're going to put them in a randomizer, spin the wheel, boom. We'll we'll hit up one of you. We'll text you and let you know that you're going to be joining us in Boise. But thanks to uh, Ryan and Miller Law for their continued support of us, all the things we do here, particularly our Big Sky Conference ticket giveaway, and for being the presenting sponsor this week uh, of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. We're going to keep talking women's basketball, but from a completely different perspective. And in my mind, one of the most culturally impactful perspectives that we can possibly think of. Native American basketball and the state of Montana go hand in hand. One of the ladies that's going to join us next, she is one of the pioneers of Native American women's basketball players in this state. The documentary Native Ball, by uh, courtesy of our great filmmaker friend, Megan Harrington. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.